you have a direct audience with Almighty God every time you come to pray. Now, how then do we prepare to pray? How can we learn this holy art of prayer? How can we pray better than we have been praying in the past? Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you've joined us. And Colin, I'm going to guess that every one of us have asked at least one, if not all of those questions before. So I'm glad we're going to get some answers today. (laughs) Yeah. And in my heart, I really want to bring to you encouragement with regards to prayer. You know, the one thing that you don't need today is to be kind of beaten over the head with a stick and being told you should pray more, you should pray better and all the rest of it. None of us really needs that Steve. What we need is encouragement. There's all kinds of barriers that can hold you back from praying. You know, does God really want to hear me? And I feel so unworthy anyway. And how much does he really know and understand or even care about all of this? I want to give to you today the strongest and warmest encouragement for you to come to God as you are and to know that he will hear you and that he will answer you. And Steve, the Bible is full of encouragement to prayer. So we need it, and let's get into it today. All right, we're going to get right into it. We're in Hebrews chapter 4 as we continue the message, An Invitation to Enroll. Here's Pastor Colin. How then do we prepare to pray? How can we learn this holy art of prayer? How can we pray better than we have been praying in the past? Well, the answer surely is that God has given to us in the Bible an entire book of prayers called the Psalms. There are 150 of them. And the reason that this book is in the Bible is that God has given us prayers to help us with our praying. Think of it this way, that the Psalms are a training manual for prayer. The Psalms give us model prayers for every circumstance of life. And they are all prayers, because they are Scripture, they are all prayers that have been breathed out by the Holy Spirit, so they show us how to pray in a way that is pleasing to God. And they are given to us for our use and for our instruction. And so, when I invite you to enroll with me in the school of prayer, I'm inviting us to immerse ourselves over time in the Psalms in order to improve the depth of our praying. And you will find in the book of Psalms model prayers, Holy Spirit-inspired prayers that are particularly adapted to every imaginable circumstance of life. And so, for example, as we move through this series, we're going to find from Psalm 10, how do you pray when the wicked seem to be winning, which is something we're talking about all the time these days. Darkness seems to be on the advance. How do you pray then? That's what Psalm 10 is all about. Psalm 11, how do you pray when you feel like giving up? There'll be a point in your life, and some of us may be close to that point, experiencing the difficulties, just the sheer fatigue and the pressure. Now, I feel so exhausted. I feel like giving up. Psalm 11 speaks to that. Psalm 12, how do you pray when you're afraid for your children? How do you pray when you fear for your grandchildren? Oh, this world is going the wrong way. Psalm 12 is precisely adapted to that question praying for the young in an ungodly world. 
Psalm 13 speaks directly to how you can pray when you're in an agony of soul, when you can hardly feel the presence of God at all. It's all there, and that's just four psalms. So, we're going we're gonna to take a little course in the school of prayer, and then in future years, God's willing, we'll come back and we'll take some more and just keep adding to what we are learning from this marvelous, marvelous gift that God has given to us, the training manual for prayer, the book of Psalms. Bonhoeffer says, if we are to pray aright, he says, perhaps it is quite necessary that we pray contrary to our own heart. In other words, if all you're thinking about prayer is just you pray what's in your heart, there will be times when you need to pray contrary to your own heart, and that's why you need the Bible. And he says, it is not what we want to pray that is important. What matters is what God wants us to pray. And then he has this wonderful comment, it is the richness of God's Word that should determine our prayers, not the poverty of our own heart. Isn't that helpful? I don't want my praying to be defined by the poverty of my own heart. I'm so aware of the poverty of my own heart, the often emptiness of my own heart. That's the limitation if I only think that it's the pouring out of my heart. The heart's often empty. I want my prayer to be defined not by the poverty of my own heart, but by the richness, says Bonhoeffer, of God's Word. Andrew Bonner, Scottish pastor who I've quoted on a number of occasions, one of the most godly men of prayer, and yet his own critique of his prayer life is quite extraordinary. He writes in his diary of his prayer, I am too short, I ask too little, with too much want of forethought, and too little meditation on the Scriptures. It was John Calvin who, in a very famous phrase, in a very wonderful phrase, described the book of Psalms as an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. Isn't that beautiful? Everything that can ever go on in a human soul you'll find somewhere in the book of Psalms. It is an anatomy of all parts of the soul. And he says this, there is not an emotion of which anyone can be conscious that is not represented here as in a mirror. The Holy Spirit has here drawn together all the griefs, the sorrows, the fears, the doubts, the hopes, the cares, the perplexities, in short, all the distracting emotions that the minds of men and of women are wont to be agitated. Everything you experience, you'll find a way of praying through it somewhere in the book of Psalms. And so, to immerse yourself in this book is going to be the number one way of developing the depth of your own praying. So, with great gladness, I'm inviting you, as it were, to enroll in the school of prayer as we uh, immerse ourselves in the Psalms so that we may grow in the depth of our praying. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and a message called An Invitation to Enroll, the first message in our series, With Christ in the School of Prayer. And if you happen to join us late, you have to leave early, or you want to go back and listen to this broadcast again, you can do that when you visit our website, openthebible.org. You can also listen through the Open the Bible app. That's free, and you're going to find that at your app store. You know, some other tools that we have available that I would love for you to check out are Open the Bible Courses. 
or accessible both through the website and through the app. And these are free video-based training programs designed to equip you with a solid biblical foundation and then some practical, actionable guidance for serving the Lord over the long haul. You know, some of the topics that are addressed in these courses include a better understanding of the Bible story, seeing how the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation hangs together and points to Jesus. We also have a five-part series called Pray the Bible to help deepen your prayer life, a three-part series on sustaining a lifetime of ministry, and a six-part series on watching your doctrine. These are all free, as well as other courses available online. Come to openthebible.org, click on Open the Bible Courses, or you can access all of this through the app as well, in the app you're going to find at your app store. Well, whether you come to the website for these free courses to listen to a program you may have missed or any other reason, all this is made possible through your prayers and your generosity. So thank you for financially supporting this ministry. And as you give a gift of any amount this month, we would love to send you a book that Pastor Colin has picked out called The Christian Manifesto. You can find out more or give online at openthebible.org or when you call 1-877-OPEN-365. Again, that's openthebible.org or 1-877-673-6365. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Colin. The series is called, not simply The School of Prayer, which would be a good title for the Psalms. It's called With Christ in the School of Prayer. With Christ in the School of Prayer. Think about this. The Lord Jesus Christ Himself in his growing up years, would have saturated his own mind in the Psalms. He would have known so much of that book ingested into his own memory, how much his own prayer life shaped by the prayers of the Psalms, so much so that in the moments of his extremity on the cross, in the last four words that were cried out from the cross, they all either directly quote or allude to the Psalms. The mind of Jesus saturated in the Psalms. And all Christian praying, Christian praying of the Psalms is through Jesus Christ and with Jesus Christ. And I just want to uh, conclude this morning with some simple observations that remind us that when we're in the school of prayer, we are with Christ. And let me give you these encouragements from uh, the ministry of Christ with regards to, to prayer. Uh, here's the first. Pray because Jesus is our great high priest. That's the argument of the Scriptures. We have a great high priest, Hebrews 4.14, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Therefore, verse 16, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. I don't know about you, but if I have to engage in a strategic conversation, I'm often, if it's appropriate, grateful to have someone with me who knows more about the subject or the environment or whatever it was. Remember when Moses had to go and speak with Pharaoh, and he says, who will go with me? And the Lord gives Aaron to go with him. And what was the role of Aaron in the Old Testament? The high priest. I'm going to give you a high priest who will help you, who will go with you. And now taking up that uh, story, here is 
the writer to the Hebrews saying, we have a great high priest, a far greater high priest than Aaron, but we have someone with us when we are speaking, not to Pharaoh, but to Almighty God. When you pray, by faith you ascend into heavenly places where Christ is. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, and when you by faith pray, ascending by faith into the heavenly places, you are right next to Jesus Christ, and He is right next to you, and He is praying with you, the intercession of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? He's endorsing what you're saying. He's placing His name under what you are asking, like someone else alongside you making the case in an important meeting. A Christian never prays alone. You pray to the Father. You pray with the Son. You pray in the Holy Spirit. Again, Bonhoeffer is helpful here. Jesus Christ wants to pray with us, and He wants us to pray with Him. So, you can come to the Father. Here's a great encouragement to prayer. You can come to the Father with Jesus beside you, and He's there to support you in your prayer. He's there to back you up in what you are saying, to agree with your prayer, because He is making it His own. Pray because Jesus is your great high priest. Pray because Jesus knows what it's like. There's nothing you can ever bring to God in prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ does not already know absolutely and completely. We do not have, verse 15, a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. The one who's praying alongside you, the Son of God, the intercessor who prays with you and you pray with Him, He's been in a carpenter's shop. He's been by a gravesite. He's seen evil and violence unleashed like no other. There's nothing that comes into experience in your life that he cannot relate to because he knows what life is. And this is our high priest. So pray because he's there at the right hand of the Father. What greater encouragement could there be? Pray because he absolutely knows and understands everything you're going through. He's been betrayed. He's known what it is to see someone he loved deeply go off. He's been through it all. There's nothing that you can bring that he's not going to relate to entirely, fully, and completely. And pray because God invites you to the throne of grace. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, the writer to the Hebrews says. The throne of grace. John Bunyan has a wonderful phrase. He says, God has more than one throne beautiful. God has more thrones than one. Because you know what he's thinking of? He's thinking of the throne of judgment. How often would you want to pray if when you pray God was seated on the throne of judgment? I don't want to come near there. I don't want to be judged every time I come praying. But in hearing prayer, God is seated on the throne of grace. God has more thrones than one, says Bunyan. And this is the great incentive that we have, that 
the Lord Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and that the Father Himself next to the Son is by definition on the throne of grace, because those who come through the Son experience grace, stand in grace, are received with grace. Wonderful. Why would you not come and pray with such an invitation? It's wonderful. Number four, pray because in this way you will receive help from God. You've, you come here, you're struggling in life, you say, I need help from God, I've come to church. Well, you come to church, the Bible is opened, and what are we being told? To receive help from God. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what are you going to do? You come to the throne of grace. That is how you receive help in time of need. And sometimes folks who will say, no, I'm a Christian, God's not helping me. My first question is always, do you pray? Are you praying? Because this is how help is received. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. This is how help comes. This is the offer that Jesus Christ is holding before us, the invitation that is given to us today. Number five, pray because this was the practice of Jesus. You read it all through the Gospels. He goes away to a lonely place to pray. He's the Son of God, and He prays. If He does this, how much more do I need to do this? When he comes to the moments of extremity in his life, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays the same thing three times, we're told. So, there is a working through of this agony in the soul of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just, I've said the prayer, he comes back and he comes back. And if the Son of God should have done that, why should I not do that also in the things that burden me most and lift them before God? as often as they weigh heavy upon my soul. Number six, pray because in this way you will guard against temptation. Very clear, the teaching of Jesus. Watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. And it's very easy, isn't it, to slip into a lazy kind of Christianity in which one falls back into what we call, you know, habitual sin. And we say, well, you know, there we are, gone and done it again, and, and well, thank God for grace, and, and therefore never really grow, never really change. You keep falling back into the same sin. Do you pray? When you fell back into that sin, was that a time when you could honestly say that you were praying, that you were watching? Let's be honest about this. There is sufficient grace for you to prevail in the hardest battles of your spiritual life, and they are to be found through Christ in watching and in praying. In these ways, you will be guarded against temptation. You will not fall into temptation. You will not be overcome. You will experience temptation. You will not be overcome by its power if you watch and pray, says Jesus. But without these two, of course, you're going to just keep falling back into the same old patterns. This is huge. And this is the invitation of God. There's grace. You can be different. But you need to learn to pray. And number seven, pray because when you seek Christ, you will find Him. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, 
and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened it will be opened and here's the great promise that encourages us to persevere it's in the present continuous ask and go on asking seek go on seeking not go on knocking and you will find you will receive i end with this in my reading this week came across a, a wonderful piece really by a pastor by the name of andrew gray again from centuries ago and as he was encouraging his congregation to prayer he just lifted his mind up to heaven and he he asked the question thinking about all that's up there in heaven if heaven could be our counselor if we could get all the wisdom from heaven what would that wisdom be for living the christian life here and I'm just going to read this, and you'll help me with it because it has a rhythm and a repetition to it. Gray said this, Now, I think if Adam were going to give you counsel, it would be this, be much in prayer. If Moses and Aaron were going to give you counsel, it would be this, join with me, be much in prayer if David were going to give you counsel. Think about the lives of these people, you see. If David were going to give you counsel, it would be this, be much in prayer. Then he thinks about the whole scene in heaven. If the four beasts around the throne of God, they've seen all human history. If the four beasts around the throne of God were going to give you counsel, it would be this, be much in prayer. If the 24 elders around the throne of God were to give you counsel, it would be this, be much in prayer. If the angels that are standing on the sea of glass were going to give you counsel, it would be this, be much in prayer. Last one, and if all the spirits of just men and women made perfect, all who are home in glory could give you advice with regards to living the Christian life, it would surely be this. Say it with me, be much in prayer. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. And today, the first message in our series, With Christ in the School of Prayer, really an invitation to enroll today. And I hope that you found those seven encouragements to pray helpful. I know for many of us, our prayer life is not all that we would like it to be. We want it to be deeper and more intimate, that communication with God to just come more naturally. Well, we can learn to pray better. And this series might be a tool that God would use to help you pray better and more intimately with Him. Maybe you'd like to get a copy of this series on CD. You can do that by calling us at 1-877-OPEN-365. That's 1-877-673-6365. You can also find all of these messages and broadcasts online when you visit our website, openthebible.org. That's openthebible.org. Well, Open the Bible is a listener-supported program. We do depend on your generosity to keep Pastor Collins' teaching on this station. And as you give a gift of any amount this month, we'd like to offer you a book by Alistair Begg. It's called The Christian Manifesto. And Colin, who is this book for? 
Well, it's really for anyone who is concerned about the deepening cultural divisions and hostilities that seem to be engulfing us these days. And I would think that that would include any thoughtful Christian. It is a marvellous book that is just full of the kind of grace and the kind of wisdom that we need. You know, it seems like Christians are often trying to get a sense of, you know, whose side are we on? Which side are we on? And the, the answer to that question is we're on the side of Jesus. And Alistair Begg has very wonderfully drawn out from Luke's account of the great sermon of Jesus, the distinctive call of the Lord Jesus Christ, the manifesto that's given to us as his followers, which is unlike anything else that will ever be found anywhere in the world. I found it refreshing, stimulating. I found it full of hope and full of wisdom, full of encouragement. And I'm very grateful that we have the opportunity of making this book available this month. Well, we would love to send you a copy of this book, The Christian Manifesto, written by Alistair Begg, as our way of saying thank you for your financial support. You can give online at openthebible.org or call us at 1-877-OPEN-365. That's openthebible.org or 1-877-673-6365. For Pastor Colin Smith, I'm Steve Hiller. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. This program is a listener-supported production of Open the Bible. You share a problem with a friend over lunch, and you take an hour just to tell the story. Find out why you need to do the same with God next time on Open the Bible.